Well, we've got an AFL legend on the phone right now. Looking forward to chatting to this triple premiership superstar from the Brisbane Lions. Uh, he came on the show not that long ago and, uh, well, he put a bit of heat on the on the old Lions. Um, and I'd love to get his thoughts heading into next Thursday night's uh, massive uh, final up at the Gabba against the Tigers. And that's Chris Johnson. G'day, Chris. G'day, Jack. How are we? We're, we're fantastic. I was here as well, mate. Uh, now, how excited or worried are you, in a better word, of the Brisbane Lions, are you? Yeah, look, um, they're not playing with uh, great confidence at the moment. Um, you know, I think I sort of raised some alarm bells a little while ago. Yes. Um, and uh, it's sort of coming to the foreplay at the moment. So, um, you know, I think what the moment what's happening with the Brisbane Lions is that they're, they're mainly... Just sticking to, and, and it's a good thing. They're, they're, they're believing and they're, they're trusting in their players to be able to get that job done and get over the line in certain games. But for me, I think what they need to do is they need to throw the magnets around. You need to throw the magnets around when when you've got things not going your way. Um, I think you need to be able to adapt. Um, unfortunately, at the moment, they've got a lot of guys that can only play in the one role within the team or maybe two roles. But I think at the moment, um, you know, they're going to have to play their best footy of the year to beat Richmond on Thursday night, um, next Thursday night up at the Gower. Um, you know, we all sat there with anticipation on Friday night when they were up against Melbourne and they disappointed. They disappointed the, fair, the footy world and the footy world don't trust them at the moment. So at the minute, they need to actually get themselves back into a winning formula because their winning formula at the moment or what they're planning for isn't good enough to play at the top level and, and mix it with the top teams at the top of the ladder, which Melbourne pretty much embarrassed them, not on one occasion, but two occasions now, once down here at the MCG and then at the Gabba. So whether it's a whether it's a personnel thing or whether it's actually some sort of um, internal players um, sort of need to take responsibility at the ground. Chris, it was here. Do you think maybe too, you've got players that can do something special at any given time. Do you think they're sort of relying on those moments rather than sort of going going to that hard work? Yeah, well, that's what they're all. They're relying on individual, uh, individual buildings, really. Um, that's how I see it. They're relying on Charlie Cameron to kick a bag of goals coming out of a goal square. They're relying on... Uh, you know, Joe Danaher to, to kick his, you know, three or four goals outside of 50. And, you know, at the moment, I think the supply into their forward line has been rushed and it's under pressure all the way through the ground. I think their manic um, style of game plan, uh, we're feeding the ball around and using the handball quite a lot and getting them out of, ourselves out of pressure has worked for a little time. But a lot of teams have actually figured them out. If you put pressure on the, on the source... Um, the ball doesn't get inside their forward 50, and when it does go inside their forward 50, it's a, it's a long bomb or it's a, it's a kick to, to not advantage to their forwards at the moment. So they, they need to do a little bit of work, and I would assume in the next fortnight or so, coming off that Melbourne game, Chris Fagan, you know, he's no deal. He's, he'll, he'll start to identify some certain things and start to change some things. And, you know, we've seen the Lions uh, over the last three years play, play pretty good through the year and play poor... Uh, when it comes finals, but this might be something a bit different where we've seen them play poor into the finals and they might just come out and produce. There's no doubt they've got the they've got the arsenal and they've got the, the weaponry to be able to mix it with some of the top sides. But it's just when things aren't going well, what do you need to do? How, how are you going to get your teams up? How are you going to get the players up and about 
to be able to perform for you and to get the uh, get the win because if they don't win on Friday uh, Thursday night, that's season over, mm. and that'll be another season gone to waste for the Brisbane Lions. And I don't know if you can, but can you do you have a comment on the Camrainer incident? Um, I nearly fell off my chair. Um, yeah, what what was your what's your take on it? If, if you're allowed to comment on that. Um, yeah, I guess I can. I can't see why I can't. Um, I, I think the way I, I've, I've sort of seen that, uh, that play out is obviously on the night. Um, it was a tackle where he he took his arms and it was all in one action. I thought mm-hmm. um, it wasn't that dump tackle. It was just all in one action, and his momentum sort of swung himself and Brown into the ground. And you know, at the gather, you got to realise that it's the hardest surface in the AFL at this time of the year. So. You know, if it was here at the MCG, it probably wouldn't have been as bad or, or a softer ground. So, I thought he was a bit unlucky. Um, you know, they tried to they tried to go around another way. Um, but at the moment, I think we just don't know what we're going to get when the uh, when we look at or we appeal things. And, um, you know, there's, there's certainly different um, scenarios and different interpretations of what is a dangerous tackle and what isn't. Um, Yes, it was dangerous, but I don't think he deserved a couple of weeks. Maybe a fine, uh, potentially. Yeah. He's been great for them. He was great for them against St Kilda. And, you know, they were lucky to get a home St Kilda a few mm. weeks ago down here, Friday Night Football. It took him, his individual builders, to get him over the line. And, mm. and that's what they keep looking for. So, a bit unlucky for, for Rayner and, and the club itself. But, um, yeah, I certainly didn't think it was a week suspension worth. Well, uh, what about the other incident uh, out of... Uh, that game uh, was Dane Zorko and his uh, comments to Harrison Petty, the Melbourne defender. Uh, what did you make of that, particularly from a leadership perspective? Look, I think Zorks, Zorks himself, in reflection, will not be happy with himself about what had actually happened. Um, you know, I can understand heat of the moment top things. Things can sort of get creeped in and, and get said a little bit. Um, but I think this day and age now, you've really got to be um, it's on a fine, fine line when you when you start to sledge players um, or start to say certain things out on the ground. But I think if you if you start involving um, personal lives and everything like that, that's always a danger. But look, I, look, I, I think Zorks will, will certainly put his hand up, and I think he has put his hand up, uh, mind you, that, and said that it was the wrong thing to do, and he's he's very much apology apologetic about it, um, and he'll learn from it. But yeah, certainly not. The way that uh, the way that he wants to be known as uh, in the back end of his career, and but even the matter of the fact of that game as well, that, you know Brisbane tried this bully type uh, mentality against the uh, against the reigning premiers, and it didn't work for him. And the reigning premiers just turned it around on and flipped it on its head and just played football. Not that we're making light of it though, Chris. But uh, what's the best sledge you heard Michael Voss say? <laughs> well, apparently, he was good at it. Yeah, well, he, he did say to one player, um, he did say to one player, my dad had sex with your mother, and it was, it was directly at his brother, Rathos. <laughs> so that was quite a funny one. And then another one, another one that Vossie said to, uh, um, we're down to play at Geelong, and um, he was lining up, it was half time, we're lining up in the middle of the ground. Umpire was about to bounce the ball, and Michael said, no, no, hang on, hang on, wait a second. We've left one of the Oz kick out, kickers out here <laughs> and, po- and pointed at Shannon Burns, <laughs> the old football club. So that was that was quite a funny one as well. That's uh, that goes down in folklore. That one. <laughs> I think Nick Burnsy would have enjoyed that one too. He's a he's a good fella. 
Um, how's the relationship between Voss and McRae uh, this weekend? Did they did they catch up? Do you know? And did you all have a reunion? You got Lepich there. You got a few. You got Lukey Power. You got a few others uh, in, in those two teams. There must have been a bit of a dinner or a, a coffee afterwards. Um, look, uh, nothing nothing has yet been planned that I that I know of. I know, I know we have something planned down here in Melbourne uh, for the for the grand final week, but uh, nothing that I know that uh, leading into the finals. Um, that's for sure. But um, look, yeah, everyone everyone's quite busy at the minute. Uh, everyone's sort of doing their own thing, whether it's media or whether it's actually uh, within the football club themselves, uh, such as Justin and Chris and and, and even Fly and Bossy and Lukey Power. I uh, caught up with a couple of boys last night, uh, Luke Powell and Simon Black, at the AFL Cape York function at the MCC. Members to raise some money for some for AFL Cape York for the Torres Strait Islander kids who go to school up there. So, nice. yeah, been able to run into a couple of them. So it was always always good to see Blackie, always good to see Lukey, and um, see Brad Scott quite regularly as well. Who who were you barracking for in the Carlton Collingwood game on Sunday? <laughs> Uh, well, I was actually I was actually at uh, at a local game watching watching my children play. Um, being an old Carlton man, I was certainly wanted Vossie to get over the line, and and uh, and uh, my late mother and my late grand grandmother were all Carlton, so so I was barricading for them. Flies had enough wins. Uh, it would have been good to see. It would have been good to see Vossie in his first year uh, to take the boys into the finals. But geez, wasn't it a magnificent third quarter? I was listening to it on the radio. Um, through my headsets and uh, uh, just uh, listening to the way that Crips went about it was just a, a, a display um, that I've gone back and watched. It's just amazing how someone can actually just grab a team and say, jump on my back, I'm going to take us to a final um, in that third term. But uh, unfortunately, he didn't have any helpers in that last term. Special. No, I think you played with a few, including yourself, did that a few times. So, I mean, you know what that's all about. <laughs> Anyway, Chris, we might have to leave it there, mate. We're running out of time, but uh, hey, we'll get you on later in the month uh, to chat about the grand final. Sounds good, Jack. Have a good time, boys. You too. Appreciate it, John. There we go. Chris Johnson there, three-time premiership superstar for the Lions.